This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Working class on DeerCast. We're here, not in our studio, not the normal studio. Nope. Uh, Ross actually made it for one. Yeah. And we made it for this special one, which we're down at the jury office with these boys, Matt and uh, Steve, Tim. I mean, <laughs> what's up? Thanks for having us in your studio and letting us take over for yeah, an glad episode. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, we appreciate you guys letting us jump on with you. Yeah. yeah, well, we did one with you guys and did that charity work there, so that was nice. <laughs> and uh, we appreciate you guys doing the same for us on the other end of things. Putting us on the map. Yeah, yeah. putting you on the map. And there's going to be certain things in this one that we reference, like calling Tim Steve, yes. that you yeah. just have to listen to the other one to figure out so why. So I think this one's going to launch well after that first episode. So go back, listen to that one first, and then a lot of these jokes will make sense when you come to this episode. <laughs> and Hopefully. since this is on your platform, just in general, go ahead and check out the 100% <laughs> well, Wild uh, uh, Well, it's the same platform if you think about it. So yeah. we're both on DeerCast, so we got, we're the only podcast on DeerCast. That's right. And uh, well. <laughs> Only other one. <laughs> well, right. So, yeah. So, Tim, it's starting. Yeah, here, here we go. Here we go. But no, we appreciate you guys letting us do the takeover and just kind of winging an episode while we're down here and, and having some Heck fun. Yeah. But uh, it's cool, man. It's neat to see like the different processes. Like, you guys are way more high end oh, yeah. than us. And uh, we're just good old working class boys over on the other end, just trying to be high end. You own it, man. That's your niche though, right? Yeah, we got to do it. We got to do it. So we've got hair and makeup and lights and lights, wardrobe. So I think people, let's just start with this because I see a lot of, I can, I I thought they were all jokes, but maybe some people think there actually is animosity between us, but it's all love. It's all jokes. Because we're family, you know? Um, But that's part of the fun is giving each other shit about the two different series. And I feel like there's maybe some broom between Ross and me. Yeah. Right yeah. Now. yeah. It's because your beard is far too. less intimidating than his. Yep. Oh, yeah. We oh, yeah. This is like stubble. He's got. <laughs> 
Yeah, Grizzly years of growth there. here. Right. You're out bearded. I'm like beard three, got beard two, and then mm. beard one here. I've always right. wondered what would happen if I let it go. I never do. Oh, you got a great working class beard, man. You could rock one. Quit shaving it down like the Amish style. Just let it poof yeah, out. Yeah, let it get up by your eyes. I think so. Yeah, yeah. up by your eyes. Okay. Yeah, I noticed that and I looked in the mirror and I'm like, dang. No, I didn't trim my stuff. It's creeping up Top of my cheeks. That's but you just Instead of aftershave, you put a little crown royal up there and it starts growing <laughs> yeah. up underneath Sting. your eyes. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly it. So, no, but how did you guys get into the whole podcast game initially? I mean, so whose idea was it? Th- so, it was mine dating back a few years. So, this is a kind of a crossover. I know in your 500th episode, you guys, are, are your fan base may have brought up the guy by the name of Mark Kenyon quite yeah. a bit. So, Mark, back then, I felt like was, you know, doing it on a pretty large scale. And I, yeah. I was a, a fan of, uh, wired to hunt in general, what he was accomplishing and pretty new in general to that. The medium was pretty new in general yeah. at that time. So Mark was on it a lot. Terry was on it. And, um, I, I just reached out to Mark Kenyon at one point. I said, you know what, you know, I knew Deercast was coming down the pipeline and yeah. I said, I think we need to have a podcast. It's an area that we need to get into. And this would have been probably 2016 or so. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I was pretty early for podcasts in general. Yeah. So I approached him and said, Hey, what if we partner up and we do something that's, you know, you still have wired to hunt, but we have the hundred percent wild podcast. That's, you yeah. know, we co-host together for sure. And he taught me a lot about podcast and structure and, and all that stuff. And yeah, he's um, one of the pioneers for sure. Exactly. And then one <laughs> meat eater, uh, bought him out. He had to, you know, it's just part of it. He yeah. had other things that he had to do with those guys, a meat eater. <clears throat> and so the partnership kind of, uh, fizzled out there. And, you know, at that point we probably had 70, 60, 70 episodes yeah. in the can. And we mm. were doing, it wasn't one a week. It was more like, you know, 30 episodes a year, 20, 30 episodes yeah, a year yeah. or something but still like quite that. a bit. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, man, I don't, I don't want to stop. We got this momentum. And that's about the time that Tim was hired on to be the editor in chief of Deercast. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Tim has his own <laughs> podcast uh, called the thinking woodsman. And I thought, yeah. you know what, this could be a good opportunity to yeah, keep it sense. all in house. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And you were wrong. <laughs> I mean, I regret that to this day. <laughs> but you were doing the Thinking Woodsman. I mean, you started that a while back because I remember seeing... 16 or 15. Yeah, so just shortly after Working Class started because I remember <clears throat> seeing you podcast with like Chip City and the boys shortly yeah. after we did. Yeah. And that's I was like, oh, that's cool. So, And you weren't too far from us, I don't believe. Well, I was still down in St. Louis, oh, okay. um, but uh, but I, I had so many friends and contacts and family back in Illinois right, that okay. I would you know make a run back home and bring my podcasting gear and yeah, it's it's a hustle. I mean, you you know yeah. v- very well like it's a lot of work to right. put out a show like on a regular basis. Once sure. we kind of, I mean, it took us a little bit to hit a stride, but it so everything we do also it's part of the overall business plan is, you know, okay, how do we monetize? How do we continue to grow? Yeah. How do we make sure we have a product that people want to listen to? Yeah, relevant it, and everything. Yeah. 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 And so it, it started growing to a point where sponsors were asking about it and, you know, sponsors of the TV shows or sponsors of what we call DOD TV, kind of our digital assets. Yeah. And they started asking about it. And, and I think podcast, you know, in part b- because of guys like you and, uh, you know, and, and Kenyon and of course, Rogan's the the god the god of it, but <laughs> it, you know, it became so popular the last three four years that 
you start seeing a lot of people have podcasts. Yeah, almost like, everyone's got one now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, these guys have a couple hundred episodes. Like, all right, what, what are they about? And so, yeah. um, we, you know, we stayed consistent and did one a week and we've done that for three years in a row, two or three years in a row. Mm-hmm. And that consistency, you know, we've, we've just kind of got our own little deal going honestly and we were pretty isolated as to what else is happening out there and it's yeah. basically a lot of inside jokes and a lot of that's bs sessions yeah, and that's good though and try to have guests on that that are relevant to our partnerships and yeah provide a, a platform for them and for sure. I, I you know i think um you know we have the ability just because of mark and terry and kind of the brand that they built with the ability to get guys like rob keck and right. waddell and right. you know some of the bigger names mm-hmm. out there and so that helps you know in right. general so yeah. that's kind of the I guess the start to, to how, how it's evolved to what it is now. I like it. Yeah. And we've had similar conversations and I, and I, what you guys do very well is there's no pretension in what you're doing. Like this is who we are. Mm-hmm. Take yeah. it or leave it. This, this is, I mean, yeah. what you see is what you get. And, yeah. and early on Matt and I had the conversation, like we can't pretend to be Mark and Terry. We're nowhere. In, we're not even in that yeah. stratosphere. That like, leads into. I was going to ask you, like, if that added a different level of pressure with your guys's podcast on such a massive platform already. You know, it, well, for me personally, uh, there is. I, I feel a great burden because we have the Jury Outdoors name attached to it, and I'm very a, proud. A of burden. That. A burden because there's there's a 33 year history there, a legacy yeah. that people expect. Yeah. Such high quality, they ex, they just expect a lot out of that. Yeah. And it's it's like that. it's carrying a mantle, <clears throat> and so while we're while we may not have like the deer killing chops that Mark and Terry do, right. there's other aspects that we can bring to the table that I think sure. speak to sure. folks who are learning or struggling with their systems. Yeah, that's right. I, that's, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think that's, you know, so the other thing is this is a kind of a more real version of Dury Outdoors is in a sense of a behind, you pull the curtain back a little bit. Yeah. And even when Mark and Terry are on with us, they... I've grown up with this, right? Mm. This company. And I've seen their on-screen versus their off-screen. And when they started in the 80s and 90s, an on-screen presence, it was it was a little bit of an, not an act, but but a different you delivery. Fall in, you fall in between two lines of how you need to be on camera. Type That's of exactly right. Yeah. And this allows them to kind of be themselves. And I don't think they were overly comfortable with that at first, but now they jump on, they jump right into the mix and they're themselves. Yeah. And I think that was what I, that was what I wanted to make sure we continue to make this podcast a real version of what happens here and a look behind the curtain, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And I think we do that. And, and, and I, I don't think anybody pretends that we're anything other than a couple of guys that are trying to be better hunters mm-hmm. that don't know, you know, we might know a little bit about a lot of things. We don't know a lot about any one thing. Yeah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> and, and I think that's, I think that plays to our advantage because it helps the audience too. Like, like when I ask Bobby Cole about biologic, like I'm asking for myself. Basically. Yeah, you genuinely want to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. I don't know something. <clears throat> you, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think that helps our overall cause because Mark and Terry do already know those things. Yeah, right. You, you yeah. know what I mean? And and yeah. of course you can learn something new every day, but we are literally learning something new every for day. Sure, yeah. That's good though. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. good for the platform. I think you know, as a fan of Jury Outdoors growing up, like I think yeah, Mark and Terry, it's like that's. Everybody, that's everyone's whitetail idols growing up. But yeah, you need, you know, as a company, as a media company, I guess, full circle, you kind of need that in long form. Because I, what I found, I don't know, Ross, if you feel this way, when we interview people on the podcast, a lot of people that won't do it, um, or they're very limited in how long they will do it. We have, like, our episode 500 was five hours long. 
You know, there's if someone's bullshitting about who they are, they can't sit there for five hours no. and hold the conversation. Like eventually, mm-hmm. you're going to see through people. So I think that's that's important in media now, and people get to like learn you guys through the brand. Like you said, the inside jokes and the interaction with people is fun because that's really what Deer Camp is. Yeah, is what right, we're yeah. doing. We're just recording it and filming it, yeah, and putting it out in a source of media. So there, there's so many voices in the outdoor hunting media space today mm-hmm. and and there's so much like there's so much egoism there's so much like hey look at me yeah I'm, oh yeah and, and it's and so many people striving mm-hmm. to be the authority yeah and uh and it's really like just be yourself be interested and eventually you may become interesting mm-hmm. we don't want to be another voice out there pretending to be something that we're not well you, you have to have like a genuine interest and passion about what we're talking about you know not we're not necessarily talking about deer hunting right now in this conversation but we're talking about being motivated and passionate about to talk about deer hunting or turkey hunting or elk or whatever to do a show because i i never have any problems talking about no. like finding content to talk about our stories or hunts or anything like no. that. It flows and, pretty easy. And if we weren't that into it, we probably would have a hard time being yeah. like, well, yeah. cause most times like we record like, oh, I got in my head what we're going to talk about. It's like, well, what you didn't like write anything down. I'm like, well, I know you kill a good elk and we can yeah. genuinely in our passionate conversation with yeah. each other, we're going to talk about a lot more than just that one elk story, you know, or whatever it is. Well, yep. People so. want to feel like they're sitting there at the campfire with you. Exactly. Right? And that's yeah. the whole point of podcasts. Right. It's like a fly on the wall. Exactly. Now it can get challenging. You know, sometimes, I don't know, right now we're pretty busy. Turkeys are coming in. But yeah. Midsummer. I mean, nowadays our hunt season starts in September with doing like Western stuff. So right. there's always something rolling and all that. But. But no, I think it's great that you guys are on there and it's not, Mar- I mean, I'm sure Mar- people would love to watch Mark and Terry on a podcast together all the time. Certainly have more listens and views. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got a lot of feedback. People but, love that. you know, I think it's cool that it's not too, you know what I mean? It shows that there's more people behind the brand besides Mark and Terry. Well, and I think, you know, I, I find it interesting. We give Tim a bunch of crap about it, but I find interesting his style hunting. It's totally different than my style hunting. My style hunting is obviously a, um, a byproduct of what I grew up with with Mark and Terry, and, mm-hmm. and it's it's just different. But I love hearing Tim's story about public land, about even when he's testing out saddle hunting. He doesn't do it all the yeah. time, but sometimes he tests that stuff. And yeah, yeah. I, I find it interesting because it's not something that – I relate to or are that I do, but yeah. I can find interest in the skill that it takes to do that. And I know right. our audience is the same way. So it's Definitely. providing something for the audience that Mark and Terry style, which is almost all of our style on the team is a byproduct of. Right. This is something different. Yeah. Know? It throws something unique into the mix and all that. Yeah. That's what's, you know, we try to do that with our crew is mix up how we, we all hunt similar. Yeah. Right. But we're all trying different stuff and experiment with different equipment and stuff. Like we do a lot of round table stuff. Just yeah, on, yeah. on a topic or on mm-hmm. a... Well, we do debates, know. too. You know, yeah. we're not hating at each other when we do the debates. But that really, like in our group, Working Class bow hunters on Facebook, that gets... The interaction there, I almost have to, like, get in sometimes. Like, hey, everybody, oh, yeah. can we just... Chill out. Yeah, let's chill out. We're all good. Like, yeah. we're you know, we have the debate, but the debate causes the arguments on the internet. We're out of 10. Let's bring it to a 2. <laughs> right? It's like, all right. Sorry. Sorry. But... But no, I mean, having the opportunity to do working class on DeerCast here is cool for us because we hit a group of people we may have never listened before because we're pretty raunchy on our normal series. We can button up here, mm-hmm. tighten up the language, you know, and, and we're probably tapping into a lot more listeners that might not have listened before. Uh, plus, 
viewers too, not only listeners, viewers. So yeah, probably yeah. more viewers on DeerCast than listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's a, you know, that was the other thing that we set out to do originally with our podcast. It's like at that time there were very few that were doing a video version. Yeah. It's like, all right, what and are not we, many at all, a handful. What are we known for? Video production. So right. that was a major part in the beginning. Yeah. And originally like Kenyon drove down here and did a bunch with us in studio. And I mean, that was yeah. a big, a big thing for us to make sure we were together doing this stuff. So right. I, I thought, you know, you've seen it. A lot of people have video versions now, but that's our medium, right? That's yeah. where we cut our teeth. And so yeah. that's where we want to be. We're new to the video side. I mean, we've done a pile of videos and done some different sub series, but everyone on DeerCast is videoed and yeah. I enjoy it, Yeah, you know, but yep. uh, my thought initially, maybe I'm late to the video because I always thought guys are just listening while they're working or welding or driving and they sure. can't watch it. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people that will go to YouTube just to listen to them. Well, sure. it's like, well, if they're just, if YouTube's pulled up, they could watch it too. Yeah. So, right. or Deercast or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, we assume it's a lot of women. Yeah, that probably is. The, the watchers are probably women. The listeners are probably mostly men. <laughs> well, I know. Women. Like the interesting part about Deercast, <laughs> that's an, that's, that audience, like a lot of those, the older guys in there, they don't have social, they don't have social accounts on other platforms. So that is their right. social yeah. account. Yeah. They don't, maybe they might not have Stitcher or Lipson or, you know, yeah, they, yeah. They what Spotify. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. So for them, I know Terry's interestingly enough, listens or watches all of these yeah. podcasts yeah. in DeerCast. I know a lot of guys that do. And so you're, you are hitting a new demo there that may not have caught you otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, we hear about people at the shows like, Oh yeah, I find you guys on DeerCast and started listening to the other series and yeah. stuff like yeah, that, that's pretty cool. which is cool. And then in turn, it's like, Oh, you got DeerCast? Yeah. Do you ever watch any of the podcasts or videos? No, I didn't know you could. I'm like, what? You didn't know? scroll to the bottom. Pull up your app. Oh, I guess I didn't pay attention. I just so used it much, for weather. There's yeah. so much in DeerCast. We find that so many people use it for a particular function. Yeah. Uh, a tool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so th there's just so much to explore there and so much to communicate. What's yeah. And one of the hopes that we had for DeerCast was a kind of a unified platform for the hunting community. We've got the, 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 uh, driven, the yeah. yeah, the driven yeah. and, uh, and Dr. Grant Woods and just so many great people, yeah. you guys that are kind of coalescing around this, like deer hunting. Yeah, yep. definitely. It's a big community. It's hunting camp. Really. If you think about it, right. everything's there and, you know, growing up as a big fan and, really just a fanboy of Drury in, in general. It's like I can go through there and scroll through all the videos and to even be like included in that circle for us is like insane. Cool. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, like a, a bunch of working class dudes who, I mean, we started from just guys drinking beer in basically a closet recording a podcast. But yeah. that's how Mark and Terry started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, you, you'd yeah. die if you saw the original videos of them practicing I love their it. intro yeah. in their, their mom and dad's basement. It's <laughs> hilarious. They're wearing coaches' shorts. Is that There's, floating around on the internet anywhere? It's not on that. Well, so I think a little bit of it is in <laughs> is in. We put something out there like it was called a moss yoke moment, and uh, we did something where they reviewed it in studio. They watched the video and, and uh, commented awesome. on it. It's pretty I'll funny. To watch we'll that. link to it. But but that's that's cool doing that stuff. That's all neat. Like our first episodes, we had people at the Indiana show this past week. And yeah, I went and listened to episode one. 
because I saw us the first day I came back. I'm like, man, you got to realize that was that's <laughs> seven years ago. Don't judge us. <laughs> a, a lot of different equipment has changed, and but it's cool though. You know, it's yeah. kind of neat. But I just want to be like, hey, there's over 500 episodes in there, and start at, yeah. we hit our stride at 358. Uh, yeah, yeah, jump around a little bit. <laughs> Maybe just start on Deercast. If you think you kind of like us there, then jump to the regular yeah. series. Yeah. Less cussing, but I, I had a, like a moment of surreality uh, a couple weeks back. I think you were on the Zoom call with your dad, and Terry was just like, I really enjoy watching the podcast with you guys. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, thanks, but Terry, that means a lot. And and as I was thinking about it, I was like, this is crazy. Terry Drury <laughs> is saying he likes to watch something. Because yeah, I, I grew up watching, like, Bo Madness was my favorite oh, yeah. one yeah, on yeah, the channel. Yeah. And to have Terry Drury say, it just kind of gloss over me at first because it's like, you know, you're in the day-to-day, your normal job. Right. But gosh, that's really a cool thing it's amazing yep and, and, and i think and you guys I, I think are experiencing this also is like yeah oh yeah you can't you can't lose the the magic and the wonder of like how fortunate we are to be where we are and do what we get 100 yeah. sure yep. there's like there's tedium and there's difficult stuff but man yeah oh yeah we're there are worse jobs to have out there oh it's pretty amazing like getting a facetime call from mark Dury is like yeah. nuts to me i'm like my i remember the like mark called me one time it was when he killed that giant and they're all, you know, celebrating. He FaceTime me, and I get off the phone, and my wife looks at me, and she goes, 12-year-old Kurt would be losing his mind right now. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, and you think of it that way, I would be. Like, that would be nuts, you know. So yep. very fortunate to be where we're at in the hustle. But And then one, real quick, I want to switch from podcasting to hunting. Do you guys feel that pressure at all, like being a part of Jury when you're hunting? I do. You feel it pretty heavy? Very heavily. You probably feel it the most heavy, right? Yes. You and Taylor probably do. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for her. I, You know, I know from my perspective, trying to succeed on my own. Yeah. It was one thing when I hunted a dad's. Yeah. It was pretty, I mean, you're a trigger trigger man, right, you yeah, know, in some yeah. sense, because they have it dialed in him and, and forced and, you know, they're doing all the, the work. Yeah. But when I started leasing, you know, shoot, seven, eight years ago and started trying to figure out, it's like, all right, I can't, you know, at that point, early 30s, it's like, all right, I got to figure, I got to figure this stuff out yeah, on my yeah. own. And that's when the pressure set in for me because it's just not... It's not easy. They make it look so easy. And I think people lose sight of the knowledge that they've gained in, you know, 70 combined years. And and so they get crap that it's like, oh, they're behind every tree. They would know. I'm like, man, what they know about deer. (laughs) If they hunted public, they'd succeed there too. 100%. And, And that's the reality of the knowledge that they have. And so I try to sit back and remind myself that I don't have the knowledge. I've yeah. listened to it for yeah. my entire life. Applying it's a little Applying different. it is a whole different story. And uh, so, I mean, I feel that pressure from a sense of the last name and, and you know, an average below average year for them is an exceptional year for <laughs> yeah. me. I just, yeah, all of us, you know, and so just even this last season, I killed a deer out in Kansas with a muzzleloader when 148, you know, the all mature bucks. I killed one during rifle season that went 146 or seven. And I killed one in the late season, which was the best one that went 143. Mm-hmm. And, I felt like I had a disappointing season because I never got any of them within bow range, mm. like, like, like 20 yards and in any yeah. mature buck, you right. know? And it's like, man, I got to up my game because 
this isn't acceptable. You know, great to be able to use all these weapons. And yeah. I use a crossbow, which I know on your platform, people get a lot of crap for. Oh, I'm no, a, they don't. But I, I'm, a, I'm all my arms work. <laughs> <laughs> it's a debatable <laughs> topic. And I carried my vertical with me all season long. Mm-hmm. You know, I never gave up on it. For pictures. But yeah, for pictures. But, <laughs> but I just, Take it was just blazer. one of those years. It was really tough. <laughs> yeah. And so from that perspective, I had somebody... The, uh, a business associate that I was talking to the other day is like, man, you had a hell of a year. And it's just like, I should, I should step yeah. back and think of it from that perspective. It was a great year, but right. from my perspective, I was very disappointed in, in it and in myself and how I performed through the year and, and shouldn't yeah. be. But that's, I think the pressure that comes with it, that nobody's going to you know cry me a river. Nobody's going to feel sorry for you, but that's yeah. just, that's just personal stuff. I like yeah. that you talked about that though, because I would think a lot of guys would be like, Oh, Matt, you know, and if they don't know you or might not ever hear you say that, they might think like, Oh, he just goes in and does because his dad and his, and his uncle did this or whatever. But it's cool that you like talk to that and admit that because I think that'd probably be hard for some people to admit, but it's better than being the opposite where you're like, you're cocky yeah, because right, yeah. daddy held your hand and you're still yeah. holding your hand, you know, yeah, like, the, no ego about it. I mean, the reality is I got a lot to learn. We talked about it on our podcast when you guys were on like the farming side, I, I just purchased my first farm. I'm 40. I'll be 41 here in a few weeks and uh, closed in the end of November. And you know, I got a lot of work to figure out. I put in food plots and stuff and, and with the help of guys that, you know, the guys like Scott that, that work with yeah. us and Aaron Bennett and my, my core friend group. But you know, from a larger scale, I don't, I don't know anything, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So it's a matter of learning. And so what I do try to think about is when Mark and Terry started, Mark was 24, Terry was probably 34. Mm-hmm. So I try to think from that perspective, like, look, there's still time for sure. Uh, all, I got all, I learned a lot in my late thirties. I got a lot more to learn through my forties. And yeah. I think the benefit that we have is to go back and look at the content that they've created and say, the, the, this is the recipe to success. If you, yeah. if you have the, the, the want to follow those, drive, that kind of, yeah. yeah, it's like the build up to it. As long as you stay in, stay in. That's it. right. So I just got to sure. remind myself like, Hey, be consistent be out there, put in the work and, and you're learning things along the way. I've learned a lot by yeah. not succeeding oh, you yeah. know, many years of not succeeding on my own and learned a For lot sure. through the way. So it, it's, it's just, you got to sit back every once in a while and just remember you're not them. And it's good <laughs> yeah. to open up about the struggles or the things you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really, mm-hmm. the viewers or listeners would be, it's easy to compare to because we all start from somewhere mm-hmm. and it wasn't, there's no silver spoon here for you. You're, you got to figure this out. No, in a lot yeah. of ways, those guys were hard on me from, they treated, you know, I remember I didn't negotiate for my salary here, you know, when I first started with Mark and, and dad kind of gave me a heads up, like, here's what he's probably going to offer you. You should go in here, you know, and it, yeah. it was not a big number. Yeah. You know, I, I, they've, they've never gave me preferential treatment. We've had a lot of tough conversations over the years, you, you know, and we've got a great relationship and we have a great working relationship. Everybody plays their part, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's Taylor included. Everybody's got a yeah. part to play and it's, an, it's important and vital to this overall success. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I try to think of it in that respect. It's like, how's the team doing? How's our team doing? Yeah. You know, how are we succeeding as a company? And hell, I've been here 18 years now, full time. I've been here 20 years mm-hmm. and around it 33. Right. Y- you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. I see sometimes on the, you know, the meme pages and stuff like that where I'll take some shit and it's just like, eh. really? Oh yeah. And I saw one not long ago where a guy said, now you guys need to go after the coat tailors. And then he looked, 
Just to me and Taylor and Tiffany and and, uh, Tyler Jordan and some uh, Matt Busbis. And it's like, okay. Okay, I mean, I put in my freaking hours, man. Yeah, I mean, you definitely do. But break that down. What else? Like, would you guys expect you not to hunt because you were born and raised in the family? And just because the generation that raised you is successful at it? That's what are you guys point. supposed to not continue I, the family I business and go for it? Think about it like that. Cause dad's got the construction company and I worked for him, you know, through high school and first couple of years of college and yeah. you, it wouldn't have been, nobody would have thought twice about somebody going to work in their family construction business. Right. It's cause it, we go back to the whole, um, you know, I don't work. I'm not, people call me, I'm not working class anymore because I'm not yeah. at a job I dislike. And Mark brought that up on one of the first working class on DeerCast episodes. People are cool with it as long as you're miserable. Yeah. yeah. But if you're happy and they're miserable, they that's like not that. good. Yeah. No. You find out who your friends are when you start finding success. Yeah. yeah. Like that's really when For sure. the cream rises. Well, and that too, and anybody that's going to talk about you is never above you. I, and <laughs> you, know you know what I mean? I don't worry about it too much because I, I get what the meme pages are. They are what they are. They and, are shit posting pages. They are. Yeah. And, and I find a lot of validity in what you know most of the time that's the only reason it would hurt is because of most of the time i'm like yeah yeah i agree i agree and then yeah. it's when it's about us it's like yeah. ah yeah. shit, yeah. shit well, we made it in on the meme page right well hey that means you're doing something i yeah, guess or so, i don't know just take it with a grain of salt yeah i get that and I, I was wondering you know if you got any of that but i mean tyler jordan's the best I mean, you wonder i mean it's easy to think that right about him like oh he just grew up in this real tree family he's got it he does whatever he wants mm. but i don't know I, I don't think probably, but my daughters and my daughter and my son, if this is still around when they're 30, and yeah, if I can something for them, yeah, if they want to hustle and work for the company, I'll pay them, yeah. but if they're not going to ride on it for free. Cause daddy didn't do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's up, I think it's up to the parents to make sure that right, the, right. the kid's not getting away with murder and That's just right. doing right. nothing and, and taking all the accolades. I mean, right. there's an element of that, but for me, I, I always wanted to succeed on their behalf for sure work harder on their behalf, figure things out on their behalf because almost a sense of duty to them for sure. You know, and it's, this is their thing. And I say it to this day to them, when we talk about him, dad always says, no, this is your company as much as it is ours. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's still yours. You know, it's still you guys as you built it. Yeah. I'll do what you guys want me to do. You just mm-hmm. tell me, you know, if for I need sure. to be changing something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was like, I don't normally like to give Matt compliments. No, but, right. yeah. but yeah. I, yeah, right. I can say like, like observing he is very driven. Yep. Like, in his hunting and in business and making sure that the Drury family name is highly regarded. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's cool to see how much he, he wants to kill his own deer. Like he doesn't, he does, yeah, he doesn't want to be a coat tailor. And, and it's, it's like, it's, it's really refreshing because out of anyone that has the opportunities, like you very well could take advantage of some opportunities and kill some great deer and have a much easier season. But like, I, I mean, we both have, young families and Mm -hmm. the time that he spends on the road and the hours that he, you know, they're putting plots and they're managing their properties. It's like, Matt doesn't cut any corners, whether it's in business or it's in his hunting. Mm -hmm. And, and he, like the, the temptation would definitely have to be there because there's opportunities for it. Oh, yeah. I'm not above it. Listen, I hey. my biggest deer, my biggest two deer. Dad's in the same year three years ago. You well, know, it's. But also, man, 
daddy's farm hey dad sometimes i'm coming hunting buddy <laughs> you know I what i mean my dad had a farm i'd be like I'm, I'm hunting there for two weeks this year let me kill a buck well He's, and part of it is just by default i don't go there much because of the family scenario like at home i don't want to be gone so it was out of necessity that i picked up these leases that are about you know an hour an hour and a half from the house and even the farm i bought an hour and a half from the house well everybody knows like some really great deer huntings about, you know, we're in St. Louis. It's about three hours, four hours. And I was yeah, just not yeah. willing to do that. So dad would love to have, you know, he, the, the, him and Forrest would love to have us up, Scott and I up or whatever, but I don't go other than like rifle season because of the tradition of yeah. week opening yeah. weekend. Like yeah, I love sure. going up there and, and we passed plenty of deer. I passed deer that you would just, I would give my right hand to shoot, (laughs) but it's deer that are on the no shoot list. And like, I don't really care. It's not about that. Yeah. It's about being there. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Like I'd be thrilled if Forrest killed the biggest deer on the, on the farm. This is a guy that deserves it. You know what I mean? And and he gets to kill some great deer up there. And so I look at it from that perspective, like, Hey, if I get the opportunity, dad's always inviting, inviting me. Great. I'm going to go when I can go. anybody Anybody that's a real person and gets out things work could even blame you for yeah. doing anything like that like we would all do the same yeah the know? setup's ridiculous i mean it's yeah. just ridiculous but like you too. said though like that you know mark and terry didn't they weren't born into that they made that yeah. yeah and that's like the argument i make it's like you know i see some of the comments when mark's on our show or whatever it's like yeah mark's good at hunting out of box blinds on manicured farms it's like well where do you think he cut his teeth like when he was your age, when you're on the internet talking Killing shit, hundred right inch deer. Yeah. Yep. So, and he hustled. That's the whole point. Like you work hard to get to where you want to be and you continue working hard and you can have cool things and hunt how you want to hunt. Well, so you make your own luck. Yeah. Make your own luck. By that, working your ass off you for just it. Make that up. That, that's the other thing. Really? Uh-huh. I think that's a common saying. Ross, <laughs> that, that's the thing. Like they're still working hard. Oh yeah. To make those things happen every right. day. And that, yeah. that's, that's what I think falls short on people. It's not that it's just, set and ready to go and they walk well, in going is like nobody actually just hunts for a living no one just the, goes to the woods and gets paid right and it comes out like, and that eight minute business. video you just watched there was like 80 months put into yeah. getting yeah. that ready to right. make that exactly. eight minutes yeah. come together like yeah. that right well like people you know. see ross's man cave he just got one of his full mount bucks jumping over his like railing that's and, your place yeah that's okay okay house. that's pretty bad it's it's his, it's his man barn so yeah um, it's sweet yeah it's it's Thank amazing you. you guys gotta come play some pool and hang out with us there sometime but i had a lot of comments on there were well that must be nice must be nice it's like that man must be nice i took four and a half years building that thing nights and weekends yeah you know pulling old barn wood down saving old galvanized metal i mean four and a half years of just a little here a little there yeah. save for this because yeah it's a tremendous amount of money I mean, you add it all together but if you just do a little bit at a time, and then it turns out really cool. And it's, yeah. Yeah. But it was a it was a long process. Well, so we talked. You didn't hunt once or twice in the month of November. You didn't right. actually get to hunt until all your work was done in mm-hmm. December or basically. January. You killed your buck in January. Yeah, January. I basically missed the whole dang season. And because you're working, just working. Yeah, you know, because must be nice. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it must be nice. Nobody ever yeah. sees the work it takes yeah. to get to the no. end result. No. They just see the end result. But hey, that's all right because if you work hard, cool things will happen, and people who know them know. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. 
But no, I appreciate you guys letting us come in, take over the studio. It's been fun doing like a back and forth and finally connecting the two That's podcasts right. on Deercast yeah. there. And yep. we're a family. We don't actually hate each other, but no. I think it's funny to act like we do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's I I enjoy the back and forth. It's fun. It's fun, man. You know. It's hunting camp. The it banter is. is what it's all about. That's exactly right. And if you can't give your buddy shit, he's probably not a very good your friend. Buddy. That's right. Yep. That's right. That's what I look. So jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now what I want to do is come up. And, and join in studio at some point. You, you guys are welcome. Fun. I want to see still, the new get place. a haircut while get we're haircut. there. Yeah, oh. the top of your ear off. We'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what movie that is. I watched a movie where some chick did that to a guy. It was Jurassic barbers. Park. Yeah, that's probably it, right? <laughs> <laughs> is don't it? ever listen to anything Tim says. I don't watch movies, so I don't actually <laughs> no. know. It could have been Jurassic Park. I'd have <laughs> I no idea. Was. Pretty sure it was. But yeah, you guys should come up. It'd be a lot of fun. We'd love to. We're not that yeah. far. You got family in the cities, quad cities, don't you? Still. Yeah, come well, on there out. There you go. There's your excuse to get up there. He, well, his excuse. I got to come up Island. with a better one. <laughs> I told him I was from the Quad Cities. I'm like, yeah, you know where John Deere's from. He's like, oh, I thought they were just known for their crime. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just south of the Quad Cities, so <laughs> we're out of that. Different so. kind of crime. Yeah, different kind of crime. We got uh, we got different. We got meth crimes in New Windsor. Yeah, uh, I should put New Windsor on the so map. It's a like small that. town. It's a small town. Yeah, <laughs> that's where you get the small meth town. Crime. You gotta stay busy. I mean, it's a type of entrepreneurship. That's right. <laughs> we're trying. They're out there just trying. Working man's drug. <laughs> Keep moving. Long hours, right, Ross? That's right. <laughs> uh, Ross, like, damn it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to put New Windsor, but it's actually a really nice town. We have a building there. I wouldn't have if it would have been worse than that. So, yeah. yeah. This is where I close up this podcast and we just get on with it, right? Yeah. We just apologized to everybody afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. We love New Windsor. Really, we do. So, shout out New Windsor. <laughs> yeah, New Windsor. Hey. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks, fellas. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate yeah. you guys having Thanks, us. Guys. All right. You know what to do? Go shoot a giant. We love you guys. Thanks. think with four of us spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.